Welcome, everybody, to the spooky Halloween episode of this week's picks. We're that podcast for all you addicts to TV, cinema, book, movies, and films, and all in between entertainment. Join Jason's eyes. We navigate and uncover these gems and recommend the must-watch entertainment, must-listen-to music, and it may be occasional book or three for you. Plus, we'll all of a sudden sometimes have a cocktail recipe for you and some other just random picks and rants. Get ready for the laughs, drama, suspense, and in this episode, the horror, as we dive into a world of endless possibilities. Welcome to this, this week's Picks, your ultimate podcast for streaming delights. Jason, how are we doing today, bud? Oh, great. I'm excited. Excited for October. It's that movie where you just finally watch all those scary movies you've been putting off. And right. uh, excited to talk about a few of them. Heck yeah, man. I know all the 12-foot Home Depot skeletons are out in the neighborhood. It makes me very, very happy. Um, but yeah, man, cool. Well, it's good to be here. Uh, hey, everybody, I know we took a couple weeks off. I was traveling. So we're back. We're going to get better about weekly releases. Uh, those that follow me on TikTok, I appreciate that as of late in the comments and then the likes and the posts there. Um, all right, well, let's get started. Jason, why don't you lead us off this week? Give us your first. Spooky well, uh, the week. so I just want to give a little caveat before we dive into the movies that... Uh, Man, and when you said horror, I was like, how, what a big genre, which is kind of the case for all our podcasts, right? Like, we pick these big scopes <laughs> that we're going to have to do in so many parts. You're going to have, we're going to do part one, two, three, four, and five here. Um, not today, but eventually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's kind of the problem with horror is I'm looking through all the lists, trying to narrow, whittle down a few because we only have so much time. But you got slashers, psychological. Um, so, uh, I'm realizing mine all took a darker tone for this uh, this week. So if you're looking for fun, like uh, Scream-esque kind of slashers, uh, I'm going to disappoint you this week. But hopefully you'll find something you like. And we'll start off with 2013's Oculus from Mike Flanagan, directed by Mike Flanagan. He did Haunting of Hill House and some other great pieces. Um, he did a 2011 film, real low budget film called uh, Ab- Abs- Absentia. I never say it right. Hmm. Um, if you do end up liking this one, it's worth checking out. It's really good. He has um, a really common theme with all his work where it's kind of like horror, but it's this uh, almost like family trauma driven uh, horror, okay. um, normally with a haunted object of sorts. And so. On the surface, you hear about this film, you think, eh. But he just nails everything so well. And one thing I really appreciated is the um, dialogue. You know, normally with horror films, you don't think of them as, like, top-tier dialogue. <laughs> yeah, but, you think of them as writing and acting in most of them, right. But he, um, I'm pretty sure he wrote these. Uh, so a lot of care. And he edits them himself. So you get a lot of incredible dialogue. You get a lot of... Um, it kind of messes with time a little bit. You're jumping between two timelines hmm. uh, and you start to doubt what's real and what's not real. Um, I guess I should give a little, if you're not familiar with the movie, it's about a, a woman who tries to exonerate her brother's murder conviction by proving that the crime was committed by a supernatural phenomenon. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, her brother goes to jail. She's trying to um, reverse the conviction. It's uh, stars Karen, Gillian, mm-hmm. and uh, 
beloved from the Marvel franchise. And uh, what is that one she's in? The Jumanji franchise? Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I just like, I like horror films that don't rely so much on jump scares. Uh, not that a good jump scare can't be great, but, you know, sometimes horror is a bigger theme that can you can dive deeper into. You can explore interesting things. And I, I just appreciate a movie that takes the time and nuance to to write like a good script, to write good character dialogue. So that uh, earns my first starting recommendation for this week. Oh, I have not seen that. I'm not going to lie. It's one of those I've always seen. Uh... Mm-hmm. I have not, uh, I have not seen that one yet. So I'm gonna put that on my list. I mean, you got uh, demons, childhood trauma, scary mirrors. What else do you need? True, 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 true. Very true. And you know, there's a lot of mirrors, right? Why they're always in horror stuff? Supposed to be gateways. Well, mirrors, sure. are Gateways to the other side. So yeah. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, check it out. We'll do. We'll do. Great first pick of the week, my man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, what's boy, uh me, what's me next me up fired up i get fired up this is one of my all-time favorites all I'm right pick because this is what i watch the first thing of halloween spooky season when we sit down and really now we've been, we've been teetering with like halloween cookie championships and the less spooky stuff like the fun simpsons treehouse of horrors and the funner side of movies but this is the one we watched this you know this past week getting ready for spooky season it leads you into it it's really well done 2007's Trick or treat. It's the uh, the four interwoven stories. It's like four short films in mm-hmm. a movie. You have a Michael Dougherty. Uh, it's got some great acting in it. Some great people. It's on Max right now. I found out I do own this one. I own it on Prime. I bought it a long time ago. Um, if you haven't seen this one, a lot of fun. Um, there's four stories. Um, I know there's one. It's a substitute teacher. Or one. Well, it's one's called the principal. Uh, once, uh, like this guy gets an unexpected trick or treat at his house and he's like a shut in. Um, there's people that take a prank too far. You know, it's people getting their just desserts on, on Halloween. Cause you know, I know oh, one couple blows a jack lantern out before midnight, which you know, the tale of jack lantern, you like when to keep the spirits out. Right. So <laughs> anyway, it's really cool. Really, really well done. The first time I watched it, I was like overly impressed by it because I never really heard of it. I just liked the cover, which is the little boy, Sam, which is in this little creepy fucking outfit and he's kind of just shows up in every story he just shows up there you know and so you know maybe in the background somewhere but he's there he's always in it so it's like he's kind of the spirit of halloween but anyway great mixture of story vibes from one to the other they're not all just like slasher killers some are like more psychological some are a little less freaky a little bit more fun you know one thing I don't, I don't one in particular takes a good twist um but anyway i love it it's great because you get a little taste for a thing you get four short stories boom you're in the halloween mood you're like okay what next right i need now i need a slasher in my veins or whatever so i don't know it's my go-to i love it a lot i think it's um a lot underrated because i don't think a lot of people have seen it everybody comes out bring it up you're like no i've never seen that never even heard of it so there is rumors of sequels right well i guess part two uh with more sam it is in the works. So uh interested to see if that does ever actually come out. But uh it's streaming on Max right now. It's Trick or Treat. So it's Trick apostrophe R Treat. Hmm. There's a lot of movies called Trick or Treat, so about that out there. So um but if you see um see the cover is pretty freaky and I'll I'll put the uh, picture on our Twitter or something like that. But yeah, it's my very first pick of the week for the Halloween uh, Halloween episode. All time favorite, uh, all time Kickstarter for all things Halloween. Hmm. 
All right. Cool. And like you said, you get a little bit of a little multi-viewing in that one, huh? Yeah, you get all multi-view. So you get all <laughs> little stories. You get the slasher. You get the occult one. You get, you know, this, that, and the other. So the haunting and all that. So it's a lot of fun. Well, cool. I, you know, I, I feel like I've, I wanted to say I've seen it, but I, I pulled it up and I, I don't think I have. So I'll add that to the uh, October list. Boom. There you go. We just, all right. We just trade picks. There you go. Trade picks. We need to do some uh, recap picks when we actually watch these. Yes, we do. We do. We do. Absolutely. So. All right. Anything else with trick or treat? No, nah, man, I'm good to go. All right. I'm going to move into one of my favorite horror films, uh, The Witch. Oh, yeah. So the 2015 from Robert Eggers, um, which, you know, he did The Lighthouse, The Northman. I think he, he wrote them all as well, too, right? Um, Don't get me lying. Not to mention with uh, Anya Ta- Taylor-Joy, mm-hmm. who, no idea who she was when this film came out. But right. since then, she's only blown up and will continue to do so with, like, Furioso coming. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, it's 1630s New England. Uh, this devout Christian man takes his five children, like moves them out of the village to the edge of the wilderness. Uh, they're just on their own because their local church uh, disowned them or whatever. And uh, then newborn son vanishes, crops start failing, the family starts turning on one another, and uh, things get pretty spooky. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know, I just love it. It's dark, it's atmospheric, it's just like this overarching paranoia with this like religious paranoia set behind it yeah. all in like the 1600s yeah um i just man it, everything it does is just so good and of course uh anya is so talented um incredible performance mm. uh, uh, she, she she yeah i mean obviously after that movie scene it's like she's a star obviously oh yeah star, obviously yeah that that goddamn goat <laughs> dude I mean, okay, I, I had, honestly, I like, the wife got me to watch this the first time. Uh-huh. But I'd always heard how slow and terrible it was. It's like, okay. She's like, no, it's really good. I absolutely love it. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. And I was like, oh, who the fuck was I listening to? It's, you know, absolutely awesome, so. It is slow. Like, if you're expecting, like, um, like a conjuring or something where it's just, like, scary scene after scary scene. Yeah. And it's just throwing stuff at you. Um, yeah, I could see you being disappointed. It's, it's very like lulls you in and yeah. just there, there aren't many jump scares. There aren't many like gotcha. I mean, there are uh, some moments, but it's just the it's over. Not it's, typical. Just, it's not the typical horror film. It's just like the over. It's just imagine like you're sitting on a slope, just sliding into the abyss, you know, right. it's like you can right. feel it. Com- like nothing feels right. You can feel it coming, but you're just, there's nothing you can do to stop it. And that's that's kind of the vibe of this movie. Like you're, it's just I hopeless. I agree. Um, was, it was great though. I, like I, I do like. I felt I remember watching this movie the first time. I felt immersed in 1630s mm-hmm. wet London. You know, you know mm-hmm. it was just wet all the time where they were, and the family was unhappy, and just kind of like it drug you down. This this mellow like oh I'm depressed watching this, and then you know they just start fucking creeping you out. Like oh this is not. <laughs> That's the thing. You could leave like the supernatural parts out of it and it would still be this like uh-huh. dark like <laughs> struggle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a smaller point in the film, but I find it so fascinating that they're 
a part of like this religious cult settlement kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like the this whole town left their original location to come here so they could practice religious freedom. And the father of the family decides they're not going far enough and <laughs> gets kicked right. out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's always another level of... Um... <laughs> anyway, and then I, the ending, like, you know, so many horror films end with like, oh, we've bested the killer and we've escaped and dun dun dun. Uh, you know, or did we, you know? And uh, this one, once again, it's just, it's hard to talk about without spoiling it, so uh, we'll save that for now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it I don't know. It just, it leaves you, you leave the theater going like, oh, oh okay. Um, sure. <laughs> like it just, it just sticks in your head for a long time. Right. And, uh, it's rewatchable too. Cause it just does everything so well. There's so much subtle stuff, so many good lines. If you yeah, haven't seen it, rewatchable. definitely put it on your Halloween list. Cue uh, it up. Yeah. I mean, it's one, I guess it's, it's not over like slasher gory bloody. So it's like, Mm-mm. It's almost you can kind of wash out your palate of all over the top horror with that, that more psychological, creepy one. So it is definitely on that psychological line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So great, man. great pick, dude. I do enjoy that film. I've forgotten, I've not forgotten about it, but it wasn't on the list this year. But I gotta remember that one. It's worth revisiting every so often. It's just that good. Right. Right. Cool. All right, man. All right. Anything else? What's, no. What's up? What's next? All right. This is another one. Absolute favorites and with some news this week i've heard that they'll complete the trilogy next mm. year in 2025 i have to put this on my list because the wife and i wife realized she didn't know there's a sequel at all so we're gonna watch that this weekend um after we watch the first one again but i have 2008's the strangers mm. yeah i remember watching this film for the first time i queued it up i believe way back when you know, because it's 2008, right? So that's out of college. I just got out of college. I think I was watching it in the middle of the night alone in a bedroom. Bad choice. Real <laughs> bad choice. I, I, I didn't, never, didn't know anything about it. Put this movie on. Oh, Liv Tyler. She's hot. Let's put this on. Probably how my brain went. But directed by Brian Bertino. Uh, real quick synopsis. A couple is staying in a remote vacation house. Receive a knock at the door in the middle of the night. What ensues is a violent psychological invasion by three strangers with creepy as fuck mask on. Uh, the tagline on uh, Letterboxd IMDb for this movie is lock the door, pretend you're safe. And it's just, dude. Uh, anyway, the, uh, I love this movie. I think it's great how it's shot. Um, using just what? I guess it's with the three invaders and Liv and um scott speedman in it there's like five actors i think they have a friendship at one point so there's six actors i think in the whole movie and it's just so well done um it's you know contained inside this one house and outside the house you know like there's just scenes where they think they locked them out and these people are toying with them like you'll see one of the strangers quote unquote in the house behind them when they don't realize it and they still think everyone's locked out outside but just psychological thriller i mean just toying with them and and really this poor couple and it's kind of almost realistic and uh the mask they wear i've seen it multiple times it's like a group um halloween costume freaking perfect um i don't know like i said there's a sequel 
the strangers strangers I think it's called strangers pray at night uh that one is on stars and the strangers is on netflix or max right now so uh, you're going to have both of those to get the two sequels. Like I said, the trilogy is going to finish up. I don't know how the trilogy is going to finish. Now, did you, like, did you like the second one? Not as much as the first, but it's still good. Still good. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's you know, they they waited a while to make the second one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I mean it's, it's, you know, it's never, it's never easy to make sequel to something that good you try to go yeah. they try they try too hard to go over the top and like make it better you know we're shooting again less is more i think kind of deal but still great both are great horror films both are great for halloween um as long as you don't want to you know think about home invasion and stuff like that but well, i was gonna say it's the it, it you've kind of picked on one of those other genres of horror right the home invasion yeah. that kind of like where you're in your home where you feel safest and nope you're not like um, there's so many around that uh, that vein, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of around this vein of home invasion and stuff like that. But the the first Strangers is probably the most perfect one I've seen because it's how, mm. how they toy with it, and you see them in the house when they think they've got them out, and just yeah, all in all the games, and then the ending, the like when they ask they ask them why us, and the the answer I'm just that was cool. It's just like. It sucks, dude. Like it just like it's I don't know. It kind of hit. It kind of hit close. Like this could fucking happen, kind of thing. So. Oh yeah, it's and that's the supernatural. It's not supernatural anything like that. It's fucking just psychotic. And that's the that's the kicker with the home invasion ones, right? Like the that's the horror that kind of creeps in for everybody. Whether you can't tell yourself like, oh, demon mirrors aren't real. It's like, <laughs> yeah, your house is real. Yeah. You know that door's not that sturdy. Fucked up people out there. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, um, but yeah, if you haven't seen this one, again, it's one of those I feel like people didn't watch because I don't think it got a lot of marketing and it's usually got a weird thumbnail for it. So, um, check it out. Absolutely yeah. check it out. So, I got to be honest, I don't, I don't remember it that well. Like, okay. Well, 50%, 50, it just adds to the watch list. I'm 50% sure I've seen it, but yeah. uh, I'll rewatch it again soon. Well, it's good because if you haven't seen it in a while, you'll get all the bullshit jump scare stuff. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Next up, what we got for you, Jason? Um, well, uh, sorry, I got distracted because I was looking at <laughs> other home invasion films. Nice. And uh, when you said you're uh, next, I, I was just looking at your next from Adam Wingard, mm. which wasn't the one of your picks a while back ago? No. Okay. Then we'll just keep moving along. Uh, in another scary home movie, I was just going to mention The Conjuring. Oh, yes. So the very first one from 2013 with uh, James Wan, the guy behind Saw and Insidious. Uh, paranormal investigators Ed and Loreline Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Forced to confront a powerful entity, the Warrens find themselves caught in the most terrifying case of their lives. Yes. So, um, man, I, you know, I avoided this one for the longest because I thought, oh, the Conjuring films, bleh. But I finally went back and watched this one a few years ago, and I just loved it. It was just a really well-crafted, just tense horror film. You know, all the jump scares and you know all the things you kind of expect from something like something named The Conjuring. Yeah. But man, it's just 
I thought I just nailed everything. Like the amazing set pieces, amazing scenes, like a good flow where it's just like you tension, a little bit of release, tension, a little bit of release. Like, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it helps too because it's going off of the Warren's actual journals about that, that event. Sure. So, you know, based on the Conjuring house they visited way back in the day. Um, that's a creepy movie, man. That's a creepy whole story. But yeah, they did a really good job with that movie. And I feel yeah. like we're kind of an upswing of them putting actual money into horror films. They're putting actual time, you know, and I don't know if The Quiet Place turned that around and showed them like, oh, if we put money into horror films, people will come out for them. They don't look cheap. They'll come out for them, you know, so. That was well, they put they, that and all the other ones, the city and stuff like that. They put money into horror films again. I'm very excited. Well, it's interesting you say that because I'll, I'll kind of transition to the next one. Um, with that, mm-hmm. is um, I, I kind of agree with you with the money into them. Like, it's nice to see big budget horror films, but man, I, I just like to see well crafted horror films. And I think that's right. the thing about this one is it was they had a lot of money behind it, but it's also just really good like i just yeah. the, the other day i watched the the nun too oh, and it you know had I'm, i don't know what the budget was but it didn't seem cheap or anything but it just wasn't good mm. just, you're just watching it going like okay that thing's kind of creepy but i don't care like what's going on i'm confused <laughs> i don't care the pacing's off it's just you know versus so i just watched another one uh, a new horror film coming. I guess it's independent. I'm not really sure. It came out of Australia. Um, just uh, came over not too long ago, I guess. Is uh, Talk to Me. Yes. That's much, I want to see that so bad. So if you're not familiar with it, it's about a group, different, a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using this embalmed hand. Uh, and then they get hooked on it. Like it's an exciting, like, Oh, we got we we got to go one more time. Oh, we got to go. Oh, don't don't hold it too long. But we got to. Oh, let me have a hit. Uh, um, okay, okay. And uh, and then one of them, you know, naturally some shit happens, uh, and uh, they unleash some stuff. And uh, oops. So oops, yeah. You know, I don't want to get into it too much past. Yeah, don't uh, spoil anything for me. <laughs> no, no, that's that's as far as we're going as far as the plot line. But you know, it it felt pretty low budget, but yeah. man. I just, it was interesting. It was unique. Uh, there's been some other stuff like it, but it just, I don't know. I thought it, it just nailed that, that really, uh, that fine line of like interesting, carry along, like terrifying at times. Hmm. And of course, I don't know. Some people love it. Some people hate it, but it kind of leads into the whole trauma thing again. There's this right. common thing with uh, horror and uh, um, trauma and horror films, right? Like, so, hmm. but anyway, right, highly. Cool. So, so that's my like next pick. Liners where they keep going, they keep getting addicted and going back to it. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, I can't wait. Um, I've seen so many great reviews of that movie. So many great reviews. Uh, they just did everything so well. It's like, even like the hand design and stuff, it's just yeah. odd and creepy. It's just, hmm. um, I, so that's my next recommendation. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure where you can watch it right now, but, um, Look uh, around. I think we're only it for sale and rent mm. right now. So, so that's really, really worth watching cool. if you're into horror films. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait. That's but another. But like all of these films this week that on are on my list, they're all on the bleak side. I will warn you. So, 
don't don't go in to feel good about things. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not having fun. Um, I just pulled through some picks. I'm like, yeah, I don't really have the happy go lucky anything on there, but. Mine are only going to get darker from here as a, as a, Ooh. as a pre-warning. <laughs> I do have a bonus list that has a good one, a light one on it, but yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right. What's next? All right. Uh, I've mentioned this to you before. <clears throat> I stumbled across, I don't remember. Oh, that was a mumble. I don't remember where I heard about this film the first time. I heard about it recently, maybe podcasts, maybe Twitter, maybe something like that, but I looked it up immediately. But uh, it's a short film on YouTube, and it's got multiple awards, so it's not just something random. It's really well done. Uh, it's done by Curry Barker, writer and wrote and directed it. Uh, it's it's just simply called The Chair. Um, it's 25 minutes of perfect horror that creeped me the fuck out. Like, it's about to say, it's psychological. It's got some jump scares. It's terrifying. Um, kind of poltergeisty. You know, weird. It's just weird. But easy rundown. Dude brings home an intake chair and shit goes bonkers. That's pretty much how I describe it. Um, but I gave this thing uh, four and a half stars on a letterbox. Um, I didn't give it five because I don't like to give out fives. But um, you got five on here, man. Oh well, man, I did give five. Okay. Anyway, it's perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely great, man. Because I've watched it. I watched it twice so far. Um, anyway, it's it's. It's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's perfect. I think for a 25 minute movie, what they did with it, um, so weird. It's just so weird. Um, but, uh, check it out. Check it out. I mean, it's free. It's on YouTube. It's free. I know. So, no, um, cool. Yeah. Uh, don't, uh, yeah, man. I think well, some, some reviews make me laugh. This was, this is what it's going to happen to me if I buy, keep buying furniture off of Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah. Uh, the one guy said, honestly, I was way too fucking stoned when watching this. Yeah, I wouldn't watch this when high. Jesus Christ, no. Um, but anyway, I, li- I just love the idea of like a sub 30 minute horror, which, you know, there are quite a few out there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a perfect little capsule where you have enough time to set up the premise mm-hmm. and deliver something without needing to dive into like these two hour horror films and stuff. It's just why? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason. Like, you, give us a break. Uh, have you ever read any of those? Uh... Two sentence horror stories. Yeah, I I I check those out all the time. Yeah, on Reddit. So good. Yeah, those are so good. Some of those are so much so well done. Uh, fucking brilliant people out there. But I oh, like yeah. this, like this, like this little short film, dude. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I uh, I don't need to be any longer than what it is. Yeah, five minutes, twenty five minute runtime. Well, it's like twenty four something. So don't need any longer than that. And that's you, I mean, spook me out, dude. Here you go. You know. Yeah, but, and that's the. I was, Realizing too, the next two on my list are like ninety minutes, and yeah, uh, and I just miss the the tight ninety. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I think a couple of my most fun today, like 80, 85 to hundred minute like horror films. So cool. Um, well, I'll check that out. The yeah. chair. The chair. Yeah, bud. Come on with it. All um, right. Keep roll. Keep us rolling, Jason. What's next? All right. So now we're gonna go into the depths of, of terror with okay. uh, the descent. Nice. So Neil yeah. Marshall, uh, directed by Neil Marshall in 2005, after a tra- tragic accident, that's really the common theme here, right? Like everyone's yeah. recovering from some trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, six friends reunite for a caving expedition. Their adventure soon goes horribly wrong when a collapse traps them deep underground. They find themselves pursued by bloodthirsty creatures. 
as their friendships deteriorate, they find themselves in a desperate struggle to survive, both from the creatures and each other. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I remember. So the first time I saw this was at Mark's Mark's house. Um, and no joke. Okay. It just creeped me the hell out. Like you've got you know a group of women going into these deep caves, mm-hmm. and it's dark. You're going through crawling through tight spaces, claustrophobic. I don't do well in tight spaces, so I'm already like creeped out. And uh, you know, it's enough of a horror film on its own, right? These yeah. women recovering from this awful accident and tight spaces and dark and wet. And then you introduce these weird, creepy ass creatures that are trying to kill them. And then they start turning on each other and doing whatever they have to do to survive. And um, man, it's just another brutal it's almost like she has to go through more to get out right 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 and um hence the descent and uh they made a second one and i don't recommend that yeah i started to talk about it so i told so talk about it just watch the first one yeah enjoy it you know and uh yeah yeah as much as you can that's the thing with these films right like on paper it's like why would you watch this this shit but I don't know. There's something special about it. We like the, the the release of chemicals in the brain that happens when we watch horror films. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Just like being able to face these like fears and traumas and interesting human extremities from like a safe environment. Man, so, I do hope there's something when the. I don't know. I do remember that there's some just scenes in that, like in the dark, because they do a lot of work. Cause it's in the cave, right? They do a lot of dark mm-hmm. like glow sticks. And I yep. can't remember the smell because it's been a long time since I watched this in. I'm starting to think like the glow sticks, all that were so weird and creepy. And then the claustrophobia you feel with the group. And then, yeah, they're almost being hunted. I was just kind of like, I should remember it all. Oh, yeah. And like her crawling through like the, the mm-hmm. feeding pits. And mm-hmm. it's just, oh. <laughs> Oh, great pick. Yeah, that had a sequel good, but I do I mean, I even the opening scene with the opening tragedy was just like, oh, that set a tone. Yeah, it, it sets the tone right off the bat. It set the tone immediately. And you're just like, okay, this is going to be fucked. <laughs> so, oh, cool, man. Yeah. Um, how old is that movie? Because I feel like it's um, been out a while. Well, it came out in 2005. So, what is that? Like, okay. we're nearing 20 years on it. Yeah, wow. That's incredible. It holds huh. up. She, yeah. There's that. There's those films that were like right on the edge of, uh, or the ones that didn't lean into CGI too much. Yep. More practical. They just they hold up so much better. They do. They do. I'm I'm ready for them to start backing up the CGI. Yeah. But that's uh that's on this week's rant podcast that we're doing this week's rant. So. Uh, Ooh, that's gonna be a long one. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh. Okay. Cool, man. Well, yeah. The descent. I liked it, and I never think about the whole deal. I heard having to go further down, so therefore the descent. I was just thinking about the, the cave climbing. So, thanks for making me understand that title even more. Appreciate it. I mean, I, I think she goes down. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Just go. You gotta go down and get up, right? And she has to go into her own trauma to like right. have a chance of surviving. Anyway, yeah. um, that's yeah. for all another thing. Yeah. What's What's yeah. next for you? Cool. I've got a brand new show that's out right now on Netflix. Uh, All right. This, hmm. We we started this. Um, 
man, the night before they left Sweden. So we just kind of showing up in the hotel room before we flew out the next day. And I was like, hey, I want to watch this show. Boom, let's go. But because it's based off the works of Edgar Allan Poe, uh, it's called The Fall of the House of Usher. Um, no, not the rapper, not the singer. He's fine. Okay. Um, but basically what it is, it's, it takes all the poems and writings of Edgar Allan Poe and puts them in town about this family who has built this pharmaceutical empire. They start having their past secrets come to life, kind of like the Telltale Heart, and all the family heirs start dying off in just tragic, terrible ways. Hmm. Um, it's really what got me. I was like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. The way they shoot it, the way they shot the show, they have like the father, you know, the patriarch of the family, telling the story to a, a Medicare fraud investigator who's, you know, after him for opioid. It's, it's based, you know, they use that storyline of um, where the op- um the Oxycontin family is, you know, they mm, use that yeah. as, you know, as a, in that place. Like they had this addictive pill, yada, yada. They knew about all this the whole way. You go back into their past and how they built their company up. But he's telling him to do the story in his childhood home, which is just disheveled. You know, he's, of course, buried his kids in, all in the last three weeks or whatever. And he, he goes in, he's telling the story one by one about how each you know, kid died. The guy's investigating him. He's like, yes, I'm confessing everything, but listen to my story. And so it keeps going back in time, and it's so well done. Mark Hamill is in it, plays the attorney, and he plays like an asshole. Great to see Luke Skywalker be an asshole. Um, <laughs> but uh, Carla, Carla Gugino, I'm always going to say her name wrong. I love her. Have for a long, long time. She is fantastic in this. Um, but it's a multitude of characters, and the way they coordinate it with the poems and the short stories of Poe, I think it's going to become a Halloween holiday rewatch for me. Um, kind of creepy. It's deep. Well, really so beautiful. so it's from the same guy from that we started this whole podcast off with, uh, Mike Flanagan. You know, is it? Okay. Yeah. So he's the guy behind it and the director. Okay, I see. Well, I see his name now. Yeah, Mike yeah. Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, it's. I mean, more power to him. Okay. So more this Flanagan. is on Netflix. This is a Netflix original, yeah. This came All out right. like a week and a half ago, something like that. So check it out, guys. The Fall of the, ha- Fall of the House of Usher. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's gory and gruesome, so um, probably not. Ki- it's not kid friendly, and and be ready for that. Be ready for some some you know some jump scares, and it's oh. it's fun. Nothing nothing on this list should you take your your children to. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not this week. This not was this not week. the family-friendly mm. horror list. No, it was not. This is Halloween for adults. Um, and the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown that you can watch with your kids. Um, hell, are any of those like was that that Pocahontas or no? Uh, what was that one on the Disney Channel back in the day? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't watch yeah, see. that either. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. um, what else you got? All right, so next up is a, a film from 1997 that I actually just rewatched recently. Okay. Is um, Event Horizon. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. So it's, uh, it's directed by Paul W. Anderson, the guy behind uh, Resident Evil, the 2004 Alien Predator, the nine, you know, the original Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. Um, it's got Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill. Okay, yep. And it uh, takes place in 2047 where a group of astronauts are sent to investigate and salvage a starship called Event Horizon, which 
disappeared mysteriously seven years before on its maiden voyage. And uh, they discover the crew and the truth behind their disappearance. And it was something more terrifying than they could ever imagine. <laughs> um, it has been compared a lot. A lot of people have called it like a mixture of aliens and Hellraiser. Okay. Um, it's, it's weird because it's like on the surface, it's just a yeah. sci-fi. You start it up and you think, oh, it's sci-fi. You know, we're going to rescue this crew. And it turns into this psychological horror film with like on par with Hellraiser at times. Just great. That's a great way to put it. Alien and Hellraiser. Yeah. And apparently, so apparently there was originally a two hour cut that went way deeper into like the Hellraiser bit of it Mm -hmm. uh, with a lot more like sex and core and creepy shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But they cut like half an hour of that. And you're just left with these like snippets, which uh, some people would argue it's better, like getting these snippets of it. But I don't know. I one thing about this film is it it feels like it had a lot of potential to be something incredible, and it just hey, I wouldn't say squandered it. It's still really good. I really enjoy watching it, um, but it it does feel like it's missing a little something like a little bit of the motivations of uh sam neill's character uh something's just i, I almost always say like hey, make movies shorter please but this is one of the few where i'm like yeah i could have used an extra half hour you know um if done well and uh and they've asked him about making like a his like a director's cut or something about it but it was filmed like on that tail end of the vhs era few years before dvds came and so they couldn't uh you know they weren't doing deleted scenes at the time so they just released it and the studio is not going to sit around and just sit on all this footage so a lot of it got lost because he actually filmed like i said that extra like half hour of uh, the hellraiser bits um which apparently he was doing like on his own on the weekends because they ran (laughs) over time so like he and his cinematographer would go like light and shoot these scenes with the primary actors no, uh, and uh anyway so expect a creepy horror fulfilled hellscape uh stuck in a ship yeah that's an absolute favorite of mine uh i always pre- i always get that in pandorum pandora mm. confused and mixed up but i could see that is the, is the better of the two for sure i could see that i mean they're both that creepy stuck on a on a spaceship thing right Right. Yeah. Right. So. Sure. And we're yeah. with alien aliens. But yeah, anyway, great pick, dude. I haven't heard of the movie. I forget about that movie uh, a lot, but it is so good. It's so yeah. good. Not what you're expecting. It, yeah, it definitely throws you for a loop if you don't. I, yeah. I mean, even I hate to even make the uh, Hellraiser comparison because I, I feel like it's giving it away. But at the same time, I, I hate to recommend yeah. like, oh, you like spaceships? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Hey, if you're a fan of science fiction with a little horror and some Hellraiser, yeah, that's your movie. How about a portal to the unknown (laughs) of the darkest depths of depravity? Um, Yeah, so, uh, man, Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill are both just awesome. And uh, it's worth checking out if uh, everything about that sounds good. It's on uh, Showtime and I think Paramount Plus. Okay, uh, Yeah. yeah. Cool. 
cool, cool. I, yeah, I was wondering where that was. Thanks for that. Um, awesome. Well, my next pick, I'm going to go off the movies for a second. All right. Um, about a couple weeks ago, I picked up three books to read in my travels. They were all horror films and short, short horror books. And I'll say I got two of them completed on my uh, on my trip. One of them was all right, uh, but this one, this was good. This was I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, actually, on Reddit, looking about, kind of explained the ending to me a little bit, and, you know. But other than that, not really explained it, but I had some questions. But anyway, uh, so I got a book for you this week. It's called Sour Candy. Hmm. It's written by Keelan Patrick Burke. Uh, it's very short, easy to read. I think it's like less than 90 pages. I crushed it at the airport while waiting for my flight. I picked it up, couldn't put it back down. Um, without giving anything away, uh, an ordinary shopping trip. My boy Phil turns his life into a nightmare after he encounters a disturbing child. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, encounters a what child? Uh, just a disturbing child. Oh, disturbing. Yeah, just a little kid that's acting weird. And, hmm. Yeah, and... Um, Dude, it's it's not what I expected at all. I didn't know what to expect at all from it. It was on a, I got it off, I think a reel on Instagram. It's like, hey, five short horror books for this season. I was like, cool. I picked out three of them. And I was like, oh, multiple reels came out, and I picked three of them that sounded the best to me for those those people's uh, stuff. So uh, this was great. Uh, I picked it up. I think it was like nine dollars on Amazon. So it wasn't anything crazy. It's probably even cheaper on Kindle. Uh, but I actually just wanted the actual physical book to travel with. Um, but anyway, check it out. Like I said, I, I read it in no time. Um, it was cool. It's a good story. Very inventive. Uh, very creepy. Um, yeah, definitely makes you question having kids. Uh, but, anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, check it out. Uh, not, not, not a book for youngsters to read. Not a book to hand your your tween out to and say, "Hey, read this." It's got some adult themes in it. So uh, yeah, so check that out you know and um and be a little creeped out it's Halloween with a good book in front of the fireplace as the weather cools off with a glass of wine or cocktail all right very cool so it was uh sour candy sour candy yeah sour candy keelan patrick burke all right mm-hmm. well what else you got for us all right so this is my last one and okay. um if if you've been frightened off by any of the other films that have been recommended so far, <laughs> you can just shut down the podcast right now. Um, don't don't do that. But don't watch this film. It's um, it's uh, the 2007 film Inside. So it's from a French director duo. It's a French film, and it's about uh, four months after the death of a husband from in a tragic car wreck. A woman. Now it's a common theme, right? A woman on the brink of motherhood is tormented in her home by a strange woman who wants her unborn baby. Ooh. So this is uh, this is kind of on the the new wave of French horror, if you're familiar with those. So like Martyrs, Irreversible, Raw, okay. etc. Um, it is relentlessly violent. Uh, probably one of the most, it's been described as one of the most disturbing and bloodiest films ever made. Um, an extreme, it's just a incredible example of the extreme French cinema. Um, it is barely, it's barely over 80 minutes, which I know we just talked about like, oh man, sometimes you want a film to have a little more. No, any more, 
would be it's, it's already too much at 80 minutes um it is discomforting and it just keeps amping up it starts uncomfortable from the start and you think oh man and then it just keeps amping up and never stops uh absolutely brutal disturbing um maybe even an emotionally scarring experience i I don't recommend this to anyone. Nobody should watch this film. You shouldn't watch this. Um, somebody on Letterboxd said, it's kind of like a remake of Home Alone, but instead of Macaulay Culkin, you have a pregnant chick. And instead of Chris Columbus, it's directed by Satan. Oh, please. So, yeah, it's um, it was a, an incredible viewing experience. I don't regret watching it. But I don't think I'll ever watch it a second time. Uh, a lot of these films are like, oh man, it's been a while. I don't really remember what happened. Or I remember most of this movie. Really? It's it um and it it just it takes things to new levels. Um, so if you're not familiar with French uh, new wave French horror, mm-hmm. you yeah, I'm not. You I don't know. It's yeah. kind of like a what would you describe it's like it's like how would i put this another way let's say like you know you go around the kid you know it's like the maybe like some the conservative religious crowd or whatever goes around saying like horror films like are gonna like like weed's gonna lead you down a darker path right so if weed's horror films this is just fentanyl oh god oh my god what a fucking analogy um so so yeah if you're looking to hopefully not overdose maybe i'm taking this analogy too far at this point but it's just i feel important to put a little disclaimer caveat on these types of films that you know you think you've seen slashers or horror films and until you've encountered french new wave it you haven't <laughs> just, okay they take it to a new level that i didn't think was possible in film Damn. But if you've seen Martyrs and thought, yeah, then check out this one. Okay. All right. Oh, there you go, folks. There you have it. Um, wow. So it really just anchored us with a full-on trauma experience movie, huh? <laughs> like I said, we started dark and we just slid down the hill until we <laughs> fell off the cliff. All right, guys. Well, um, do not send us your therapy bills. Do not send us. Yeah, I'm not responsible if you don't no, like this. This is a disclaimer. We're not responsible for anything that you watch, do, and how you feel afterwards. Okay, this is all for enjoyment, and entertainment. Um, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Peace. Right. Well, nothing else. Uh, we'll move on to the closing statements and all that jazz. Uh, really appreciate the work this week. We appreciate all the picks from you, bud. Um, obviously, every year there'll be a spooky Halloween episode. Um, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday of all time. Um, but all right. Hey, folks, I do appreciate, I want to say, uh, all of you for listening, hanging out, uh, liking, commenting, subscribing on online to this podcast. Uh, like I said earlier, tell a friend, you know, send your family member. Um, you know, if you want to hop on and, you know, just say, hey, man, why don't you talk about this movie? Have you seen this movie? And a comment on our Twitter or our Instagram or our TikTok. Let us know what you would like us to watch. Maybe we haven't watched or haven't talked about it. your favorite movie. 
let us know. All right. Um, but yeah, ask for those things. Follow us on Twitter at this week's picks. Uh, this week's picks uh, pod on Instagram and this week's picks on TikTok. I'm putting up routine uh, sports gambling picks for the week. Hockey season's back, and that's my forte. Uh, fucking missed it by one last night on our little three leg parlay last night. Had over five and a half Vegas and Dallas, and they scored five. Um, mm. Should have taken the under in that one. Forgot how defensive Vegas is as a team. But, uh, anyways. On to that. But hey, um, but yeah, I really appreciate y'all. Y'all share with your friend. Tell somebody you love them. Um, let's move on to the the parlay from hell, as I'm calling it this week, due to spooky season. So I have a parlay with six legs in it. Um, obviously, the little gambling disclaimer, it's all for fun. If you follow me on TikTok, I'll show you what I wager. Last night, I had $3.97 on that parlay. So I'm not, and my wife's like, you could bet $10. I'm like, No. Why? I'm not. Well, it's just for fun. It's just to have some skin to see if I can pick things. You know how well things are going. Yada yada yada. If I'm, it's just all training and see. You know what happens. It's kind of fun to watch games I don't really care about with some skin in it. So, guys, don't wager. You know, I have savings, uh, especially on these picks. There's pros you can pay uh, to get their picks who do actual research and say, "Going, hey, that looks good. That's what I'm doing." But have fun with these. Follow me on TikTok to get those dailies. I also post these picks up with the new lines and any changes I make towards the end. But as for the spooky parlay from hell, um, this is what I have. Um, UCLA, Colorado, obviously taking the over in that game. Uh, Colorado scores 40 points no matter what. UCLA scores as well. UCLA does win, I bet, in that game. But anyway, UCLA, Colorado over. Uh, it's kind of a weak, weak uh, competition week, so they're going to have a lot of um, adding some lines to get the up. In the points. So uh, after that, I have Florida State money line, the University of Texas money line, Washington money line. Adding some NFL in here that week to add. So that Miami Dolphins money line and the Kansas City money line. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs that week money line. So uh, pick that, take that, shake it up, take three of the six, take all six, break it up however you want to see it. If you think something looks better, fits better with your parlay of choice, hey, by all means. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Follow me. Uh, check out TikTok. I'll be posting up some new things coming up uh, and all that. Of course, then to the finish out the week, we have Nix's pick for that weekend of October 27th. Uh, we have Notre Dame at minus seven and a half. That's Nix's lock of the week, Nix's pick of the week. So, uh, yourselves, uh, take care. Uh, we appreciate everybody out there. I don't have anything else. Jason, you got anything else for us? No, that's it for me. All right, y'all. Cheers. Appreciate it. Later.